How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365. I am your host, Chris Adams. Yeah, another day, another Wednesday. Still going at it. Had a long weekend, but it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, it was a great time. Went down to Stuttgart, down to R&T for the Callapalooza, and just had an absolute blast. Met a lot of guys that I'd never had the chance to, but talked to them a hundred times you know, through social media. So it was just a really fun, interesting experience and uh, really looking forward to it next year. Anyways, today we got uh, Mr. Cole Foils on here again. He was nice enough to come back on and uh, talk a little bit more about last year's waterfowl season and just the things going on in his world. So without any further ado, Mr. Cole Foils. Cole, what are you up to, brother? Oh, just got off work, man. How you been? Oh, not too bad, man. Uh, it's been, I don't know, we did this last July or something like that? Yeah, last time. Uh, might have been, honest. Yeah, it's been about a year. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, definitely too long. There's been a lot of stuff going on uh, since that happened. Absolutely, absolutely. Another season went by, and unfortunately no calling concerts or nothing, but another year's been by, and man, time flies. Man, that's one one of the things I was going to talk to you guys about is you guys did the uh, your guys' event. I can't remember. I feel like it's towards the end of summer, or is it the beginning? Yeah, we used to do it like every like right around Memorial Day weekend. Like it'd be going on about right, now. but uh, we haven't done it the last couple of years because everything going on. Yeah, yeah, I remember it going down last year. So you guys aren't going to do it this year. No, no, not this year either. We just built a. I'm um, finally we we built a shop on a, uh, at my dad's house, a coal barn to put all our stuff in, and then the other half's like a work co- like a foils headquarters of so where we're gonna do the shop right now and everything. So, but it takes a lot off my back. I'm I've been tired of moving around, so <laughs> so we're just getting settled in there. Uh, um, uh, so we're just gonna wait see what happens next year. Nice, nice. Kind of take a year and come back and reevaluate. I uh, I I saw you guys. I saw you guys just got the shop done, like here in the last like week or so. Yeah, man, we've been wanting to do that for a long time. And uh, my uh, my dad actually bought uh, my grandpa. Well, actually, he grew up at his whole my parents. Uh, property is the last piece of original like foil property so my grandma went to the nursing home bought that and, and it, it's got like three or four acres with it in the, in the backyard with this oh 50 60 pole barn up and uh man him and a couple working that's when i could and, and we got it done and that's gonna be not you know not for uh you know when when it was we we got the shop at home now, but uh, not just because of that, but man, storage for the ATVs and the decoys and everything, and just that's gonna be nice, especially for him too. He can walk out the back door, and heck, he can go all week tuning calls and, <laughs> and then fire his truck up. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing more convenient. Like I see dudes that have like their you know their uh, actual shop shop, and it's not anywhere near their house. And I'm always yeah. like, how inconvenient not to be able to, like, put the kids to bed, then, like, hey, I'm going to go out to the shop and just walk in the backyard or, you know, walk across the property and head out to the shop. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's like it's like now. Um, like the other night, for example, I mean, I got off work and uh, went to the gym, and then uh, I had a, I do a lot of engraving on I have, and of course, walking season firing up. So I had like wedding party jacuzzis done for you know all the groomsmen and bride and stuff. So like we sat, we went out there. Our, our shop served, so sat out there, knocked all up, and drank a few beers, and knocked us out, and got played the ship out the door the next morning. <laughs> Dang man! Hey, let me. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna hit pause on this thing real quick. All right, we're back. We tried to uh, get the volume a little bit louder. So, you were talking about um, doing some of the engraving and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we were just talking about that new location and having that shop there. Right there, Dad. 
Yeah, I do a lot of engraving and stuff, and it's like I had a wedding party like that weekend, so we went in. Like we were saying, oh, it was so nice just to have it there. Like I got off work, went to, went to Dad, caught up with him, and uh, I could knock all that out at night. Birds one stone. <laughs> so you were engraving for somebody else's wedding party, or you were at the wedding and then came back and went to? No, work? no, 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 no. I was I was engraving for a wedding party. <laughs> we do like cause, cause we uh, uh we we do all our own custom engraving. So like so so like say uh. So say like you want to buy a straight meat honker and you want your name on it, I can engrave your name on it, or you want it decked out with ducks and geese locked up on it, or whatever. We can do all that. I, I do all our engraving. Nice. Did you? Uh, so what was learning, like the software for all that engraving? Because I don't know how much you follow the the call maker groups and uh, all that nonsense. But I'll, everybody's I'll be, always wanting. Honest, Go ahead. I'll, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you, man. It was. Uh, just a little trial and error. Uh, I wasn't there when they got it all set up. And, uh, one day, just messing around at the shop, I, uh, Dad kind of gave me the rundown what the dude said. And, uh, I just grabbed a bunch of old calls, and uh, we I had some like old tumblers and stuff like that. And uh, I just started, I just started uh, chipping away, <laughs> see what we can do. And I, I get a little, I get better all the time. <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine it being a huge pain in the butt. Well, especially coming home and dad being like hey uh we bought this new tool sweet that's awesome yeah you now you got to figure out how to use it yeah and that's not what it's like <laughs> <laughs> but no it's, it's nice to have i mean I, I mean back in the day i mean when we used to have our engraving done for us i mean we were paying like 550 a call now now we're saving that maybe more uh, but uh, that's just the number i was thinking but but yeah oh it's so nice and like i said just the custom work alone it's it's it, sells a few more calls and on top of that I, I enjoy doing it yeah it changed a lot of I mean it's the same call like straight me honkers straight me mallards timber hours Drake breaks all that but it's nice because kind of kind of got them up to up to date and got some new new looks on all of them now too so, so you can kind of go with the times and keep them keep them looking pretty cool for everybody well, yeah, and you can get a little, uh, a little creative, like you were saying, instead yeah. of just slapping it on there. And you know, of course, you want to keep your logo and all that stuff, so everybody knows it. Oh, yeah. But eventually, I, I know how it is. You do the same thing over and over. Eventually, you're like, all right, I want to, I want to mess around a little bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool, man. Like, uh, I remember you were talking paying 550 for a call or something like that i remember when i first got into the whole call making game i was like i gotta get my logo engraved on there because it seems like every custom call maker i don't know if it was a trend like five seven years ago something like that everybody got those blue anodized bands or red anodized bands or whatever oh, yeah, yeah and I, think, they, I think we've been there for a while well, yeah, and they would throw their logos on there, and I was like, man, I really, really want to actually engrave on the call. I want to do it like the, the big guys do it, you know, I want to engrave on the call, and I sent that sucker off. I started pricing it locally to do it, and they were like, well, first of all, it's going to be a, I can't remember, a $45 setup fee just so they can get the dimension of your calls, and they're like, and then you have to turn them... Yeah, you have to turn everything really close spec wise, so that way it comes out the same way every time. And then it was like ten bucks a call. I was like, man, f this game. I found a guy that did it for me for a, a much better price. But I get to the point. I haven't engraved yeah. a call since like 2016. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy. It. I enjoy doing that more, and I like tuning them. <laughs> Dude, I can imagine. I can't remember. I think I was talking to either Colton Thompson or Travis Ward, and they, uh, they're they together on Maker's Calls. And I can't remember if it was before we started the podcast or whatever, but uh, they were. he was like, oh, I'm just off today, off work today from my normal job, but I have 150 calls to tune in the next two to three days. And I'm like, have fun with that, dude. <laughs> that That's for the birds. Yeah. I've kind of anymore too I've, I've, i'm not in the shop 24 7 so i try to help dad out as much as i can so so when i'm in there we get a bunch in the engraves I, I, what i'll usually do a call usually takes 
with all the engraving on ours, I think it takes about two, three minutes to get all the engraving done. So what I'll do is I'll put one in, get it engraved, but then when I start the next one, as that one's engraving, I'll usually go ahead and tune that one up, and then uh, and then and then by the time I got that one tuned, I can pull the next one out. So you kind of you're kind of engraving and tuning. By the time you get done engraving everything, everything's tuned and ready to go on the rack to go out the door. Yeah, so that, that's pretty cool. Duck holes are a little different. You got to see what the guy wants, about the double or single. But but uh, typically we sell three doubles, one single. So I'll usually tune them like that. You guys sell three double reads for every single read call. Yeah, uh, we, we we sell a lot of double reads. <laughs> Man, that we is... do, I mean, every one of our duck calls. As uh, uh, either way, I mean, you can get any of them, double or single. But uh, but uh, we we do we sell a lot of doubles. Uh, I, I like a single myself. But well, yeah, you're like a competition double. caller, and you've been oh, you yeah. know calling for twenty plus years. Hell, maybe thirty at this point. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but I just we're, we're, we'll just say we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine because you're what you're in your early thirties, aren't you? You're your late twenties. No, I'm I'm, uh, I'm twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Are you feeling? Yeah. Are you feeling like you're 28? Or are you feeling like you're oh, 28? I, I still feel pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, you talk to Alzheimer's, I'm a pup. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah I, there's days. <laughs> Bro, that fall off from 28 to I just turned 33 last two weeks ago or something like that. That fall off of those five years. I wake up nowadays and like I sound. I get made fun of by the girlfriend. She's like, "You're making old man noises again." When I get up, I'm doing that. Ugh, I'm like, dude, that did not happen five years ago. Can't you can't drink beer all night and go straight to the blind the next day anymore, can you? No, no, that's I can't do anything <laughs> like can, that anymore. Can but you're gonna pay for it. <laughs> Be about worthless anymore. I'll tell you, I was uh I was at Colapalooza this weekend. We did a one day turnaround. And I haven't been to Stuttgart since 2017 or 18. And I live in Springfield, yeah. Missouri. And I'm like, dude, that drive's not bad. Last time I remember doing it, it was maybe two and a half, three hours. And we drive up to St. Uh-huh. Louis, Kansas City, which is like two and a half, three hours. Not a big deal. I looked at the map. That sucker was four and a half hours. We took three kids and a dog. It took every bit of five hours to get down there. We're down oh, there yeah. for two hours, and then everybody else but me is ready to leave. And I'm like, it took us longer to drive here than you guys want to stay. <laughs> so we're yeah. driving like 11 hours that weekend, man. Yeah, that's like uh, last weekend. I I got off work about three o'clock, and me and two buddies we went we went to uh, Michigan with some guys uh, or some other buddies of mine. They come down and snow goose hunt every year. So when they come down to snow goose hunt, now we start a deal. We go up and turkey hunt. I love turkey hunt in Michigan. Uh, but anyway, we drove, got off work at 2.30, 3 o'clock, drove seven and a half hours, and we were tagged out in about 45 minutes the next morning. Holy <laughs> so, cow. Yes, and woke up next, stayed the day, went back, woke up the next morning, seven hours, come back home. <laughs> back Dude. to work Monday. Holy cow, I, I've definitely done my fair share of that. I went up, uh, man, it, it's probably 2014, 2015. We went up north of Kansas City by like an hour. And uh, one of my buddies had a really big honker feed that he was telling us about and he wanted to get us on. And I was like, all right, man, this is when we were still filming. So we go up there, we sit out from... I don't know, four in the morning until freaking, you know, we went bell to bell. We went until the end of the day. They didn't feed until the last five minutes of freaking daylight because it was zero degrees outside. And he wanted to go out there early in case we had migrators, which we never did. And uh, we went up there, did that, banged on them. I mean, just absolutely. Are you still there? Cole, are you still there? Hello. Can you hear me? All right, we'll get it back on in a second. All right, we got you back on here. So we're driving up there, and uh, we set up, and uh, we get out there at 4 in the morning because he wants to hunt migrators if we have migrators come through. The feed didn't happen until 10 minutes until shooting time ended. So we were out there all day long in zero-degree temperatures like we're freaking snow goose hunting. 
and uh, yeah. we banged on them. I mean, just an epic freaking hunt. We drive back home to Springfield that night, and he messaged me on the way back, and he's like, dude, we got another feed set up for tomorrow. Do you guys want in? And I was like, damn it, dude, we are in Bolivar already. Like, we have made it three-quarters of the way home. And I was like, you're damn yeah. right. I'm coming back up tomorrow. We came back up the next day beat the crap out of him. But it was just like 20 hours of driving throughout the weekend. But it uh, was two of the best freaking honker hunts, man. I've been on a long time. Yeah, yeah. You forget about all that driving when you're in the field and all that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God. And the worst part about it was we set up like 1,500 freaking full bodies. So the pickup oh, wow. and setup was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad for the days of silhouettes, man. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So sure. you uh, <laughs> you said you went up to Michigan to do that turkey hunt. I know you're a big turkey hunter. How was uh the season this year? Man, I'll tell you what. No annoying this year. It was it was rough. Um, birds weren't real. Well, it was like, when we jumped in the season, man, it was like, it was halfway over. But, uh, I mean, they they just weren't into it. But, uh, like, I killed, I killed one this year. I used, we get three tags in Illinois. Usually, usually, I mean, it's a battle, but you'll get killed. But this year, I only killed one bird in Illinois, and, uh, um, I killed that bird about 8.30, and, uh, two, three setups, never heard a gobble. I just, I, I literally... Found a nice comfy tree, nice open little cow pasture in the hills, and I was set up on it, and uh, had my feet kicked up. I had my mask on, looked over, and here he's just creeping in. You can, I, mean, I mean, I don't know if it's pressure or what, but the boy, he was about half scared death, but I got the job done. <laughs> nice. But Michigan, I like going to Michigan. See, in Illinois, we have plenty of turkeys, but man, it ain't nothing like it used to be 15, 20 years ago, and... and I mean, a lot of the timbers grew up now, honeysuckle and all, and all of all that. And then uh, um, we got we got buffalo nets now. So when those buffalo nets get out, a lot of times you got to get in the timber with them birds because they 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 pester them so bad. The birds hardly get out of the field. And then you know we got walk. I mean we got bobcats and stuff like that now. I just and but there's a lot of hunters and stuff too. I mean a lot more people turkey hunt these days, but. But I like going to Michigan because, man, it's just like how it used to be. I mean, you could shoot 50 yards through the timber. It's wide open. Uh, you know, no bugs, no nothing. I mean, and then there's just birds for days. I mean, it's, a, it's a turkey hunter's paradise up there if you want to shoot in Michigan. Yeah, you say that, you know, the Illinois turkey thing, man. It's the same here in Missouri. Like, I haven't been consistently in, like, I don't know, probably five years, three years. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, Missouri used to be the freaking turkey capital of uh, turkey capital of America. I'm sure people are gonna haze me about that, but I mean the numbers don't lie. Missouri used to be the turkey state, and uh, I know yeah. our numbers are just tanking. And uh, this year, I don't know if it was the weather that really, really late snow freeze out blizzard thing that we had down here. I don't know if you guys got into yeah. that stuff up there. Oh. Yeah, we dealt through that all through snow goose season. It was, it was brutal. <laughs> and then, and then uh, about the time that you thought it was going to get warm all through turkey season, man, you get a you get a cold front come in. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like a really really goofy spring with the weather. And you mentioned freaking snow yeah. goose hunting, man. This year. Like, uh, we have our little crew of guys, four or five, that, you know, usually go up to mound or try to run a a snow goose spread at least one or two weeks a year. And uh, it seemed like every time we were going to go this year, you got a big cold front coming through. And it was like, all right, well, this is going to screw everything up. No juvies are going to be rolling through Missouri. And uh, it's like it just, it never got to where it seemed like it was worth it to go four hours and sit out in the mud. Oh, 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 it was. It was, it was. I mean, it was crazy this year. Uh, the weather, um, and then it, it, I, I, I try to follow as many migration pages, and I got a lot of contacts. And man, you, you, you could go all over the country. Everybody, just the, the same question everywhere. Where's the juvies? Where's the juvies? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. I'll I'll say one thing for the boys down south. Uh, um, when that snow hit in February and held in that, in that, you know, zero, negative degree 
weather held up through the Midwest, man, it might have been brutal conditions, but, but boy, those snow geese went south, and Arkansas was the place to be this year, and even south of there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, man, I've listened to uh, other podcasts with uh, snow goose guides down from Arkansas, and they're like the ones that were out hunting were just beating the brakes off of birds because they couldn't go anywhere. And they were like, it was pointless to set out a spread. You know, if you had nothing but whites, if you had some blues in it, they could see it. But they were like, it was like whiteout conditions. Oh, my, my, yeah. We were in the heart of all that, so we didn't get to have much fun with them till late. But uh, um, about eight, I don't know, I say eight years, probably 10 now. But we had one year, uh, we had, it was we got snow, but it, they got hammered south of us and hammered north of us. So we were like in between the snow lines, and all the snow staged up in our area, and it was brutal cold. But let me tell you what, I've never seen so many snow geese had so much fun in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they start getting guys, starved. I know, guys, I know some guys had down south. But, I mean, you forget about your fingers being numb when you shoot every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and they start getting starved and get hungry, man. That Getting trapped in between the snow, that's where it's at. We, we had a couple days. It, was, it got to the point where it was just chaos. You didn't, you didn't have time to get the dog out, look for birds, or go out and pick up birds. And you're like, well, man, well, I know we've killed 30, 40 birds already. I don't know where they're at. Oh, we got to go eventually. It got to the point where we're like, we're going to start shooting blues. They, they stick out a little easier laying on top of that snow. <laughs> yeah, that's no freaking joke, man. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've been on a single snow goose hunt that had – a lot of snow on it, but I can imagine that yeah, that would be a nightmare. Typically, typically, yeah, it's usually a bust for the most part, especially like us. We just we're, we're running the pits, the big massive pit spread hunting migrators. So, so yeah, times are a little tough and a little slow, when that's going on for us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how snow goose hunting is. You want you want the nice hard south wind, sunshine days, nice warm days. I always say the warmer it gets, the dumber it gets. That's for damn sure. Well, uh, where we're at down here around Springfield is uh, okay. they fly through on the way down, but they don't fly through on the way back up through this area. So, you know, that first cold weekend in November, we'll usually have snow snows roll through down here to where, you know, we're not driving anywhere. And uh, m- one of my buddy's places, we just happen to have a blind built up on a spot i mean every year like clockwork it is their flight path every single year so you know every year we talk about hey you know we need to set up on this and we'll miss it by a day or something stupid like that they're here today gone tomorrow you'll drive by one day and there'll be fifteen thousand snows on a pond out in the middle of freaking missouri you know nowhere near ag land they're just stopping and uh we decided to do it I don't know, two years ago, and it was supposed uh-huh. to drop off from 75 to like 30 degrees. So we get out there first thing in the morning, we set out, you know, all the, the socks and all that good stuff, set out all the rags, and uh, just sit and wait for this front to hit. And I mean, it is wear your shorts, put on flip flops. You know, it still feels like late summer. There's baseball. The World Series is going on. You know, we're streaming freaking baseball while sitting out here waiting for this thing. I don't know if we were. Yeah. But, you know, that type of weather where it's still warm out. Like, why the hell are we out here? Why the hell are we out here hunting waterfowl, you know? (laughs) And, uh, holy cow, dude. The wind was probably whipping 75 miles an hour. We're picking up freaking the spread, blowing all over the damn place. And it was like the birds never freaking came. But that once that front hit, I mean, it probably dropped 30, 35 degrees in like less than an hour. And then here come the mallards just freaking pouring in. And we're three weeks from the season opening up. So we're just sitting in the spread just watching hundreds of ducks dumping into the freaking spread and can't do anything about it. Snows never show up till the next day, but we're just watching ducks pour in and uh, look at my buddy. And I was like, I cannot believe that we, why the hell do we do this every year? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, like we were talking about, we were talking about the weather and the snow geese and you, you were saying like, 
there one day, gone the next. I mean, that that was the case this year. Just just about the time we had them, I mean, it was just yeah, everything was on schedule. Started killing them pretty good. All that weather hit, man. When they went south, and then the snow melted that second time. Let me tell you, they weren't talking. They weren't thinking about stopping nowhere. They were they were sky high and heading north. <laughs> you just had to pray. Sit there and pray towards the end of the day there'd be some tired ones. And we had a few days like that. You'd get some tired ones at the end of the day and put a beating on them. Well, it's almost like freaking, you know, the the hunt obviously is nowhere near like it, but the way that they are so finicky and they move for no reason, sometimes it seems like, you know, blowing, you know, oh, just yeah. different directions. It's almost like freaking hunting early teal season, where sometimes it yeah. just is a little bit of luck. You can have the forecast, the wind, everything looks perfect, and for some reason they just don't show up. And then some days yep. it's like a dead wind day, no reason whatsoever, and now you're covered in birds. Uh-huh. I've had those I've had those, uh, days where Saturday 10 guys showed up, everything looked right. We're going to, you know, 10 guys, we're going to make a pile today, and then and nothing happens, and three of you go out the next day, and they, they hit, and it's on, and everybody's back for Monday, and they're gone again. <laughs> right, right. You're like, I swear, yep. I swear I'm right. I know what I'm doing. They showed up the next day, but uh, for some uh, reason, they're not here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, the wind blows a little too hard, and they get to shivering, and south they go. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was, yeah, guys, uh, what was your guys' waterfowl season like? Oh man, it was no record breaker by no means. <laughs> I, 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 as far as ducks go, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: it was uh, it wasn't our worst year on 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 the, on the books, but as far as seeing ducks, oh my goodness, it was by far the worst. I mean, it, I mean, nocturnal. Uh, we, there was times we had a few birds, but my goodness, you'd you'd. You'd pull in the boat hide in the morning, shut your motor off, and uh, uh, you'd hear them. You'd hear them heading back to the refuges, and then that first half hour, you'd kill a few ducks, and it'd shut off. And you, might go out, you might go out in the afternoon and kill a couple, but about the time the shooting hours goes out and you go to leave, here they come right back out of the refuge again. So, but no, it was it was uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't much. <laughs> that sucks, man. It I don't know what your guys' weather was. But I know, uh, you know, a little bit further south. I'm only three hours or something like that from you. But it just never got cold. Like, oh, I ran an ice eater three days during the actual duck season, and uh, that was just to keep a little skim ice off in the morning. Other than that, we no, we didn't have any freeze up or nothing like that. And you know, down in this corner of Missouri, man, we we are not a bird hotspot by any means. We're kind of too far away from both rivers to matter. You know, two hours south of the Missouri and three hours away from the Mississippi, we're just kind of hunting drunk, drunk and lost ducks. And uh, normally, if it gets really cold, we'll get that push that'll come down and they'll stick to Truman Lake and then kind of bounce down to Stockton and then fly through, but. It just never got cold enough until season was closed here in Missouri, except the South Zone. Yeah. And people were talking about the, you know, thousands of mallards that were hanging up, you know, by Clinton area. And it's like, dude, season's been closed up there for two weeks. So it's like they just never, they never flew south for this area. Yeah, yeah. I think, I and we're talking about deal season. I mean, we were teal hunting this year in September. I, I was watching a lot of gray duck that early, too. Uh, a lot of pintails, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of green wings was with our blues this year. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of ducks A lot of ducks early went through. Uh, as far as, like, our grays go, because usually that first two weeks of the season, you might not kill a lot of mallards, but we could have heard them gadwalls, pintails, you know, green wingers, stuff like that. Man, they just, we just didn't have them. Yeah, we did have that really goofy early, what was it, like the last weekend of October? Like, wasn't Halloween super cold this year? Yeah, like our youth seasons, like right before our opening day, at the end of, towards the end of October, I didn't have any youth hunters this year, but the guys I talked to, they said we were just covered up with ducks, and that next weekend, or whenever it is, we start. 
<laughs> it was it was pretty disappointing. Yeah, I remember I remember there being that huge cold front that rolled through and it seemed like that pushed all the early ducks down and then they were so stagnant by the time the actual yeah. season opens up. And that's one thing yeah. that drives me nuts about Missouri, man, is there's just no like they've done the split the last couple years and it's like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But there's no yeah. magic time, you know. It used to be the middle of December. We were going to be ready. Yeah. To, that was when our season like really kicked off. It kicked off in Thanksgiving, yeah. but really the middle of yeah, December. That's right. that's right. Thanksgiving, we used to fired up. I mean, that's when the ball's really going to start rolling. Now Thanksgiving gets here, you're you're already starting to think about just chasing some geese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, and it's terrible. Yeah. For the last couple years, anyhow. Yeah, and we only uh, we only have local geese around here. We don't get any migrators this yeah. far south. And with the weather flip-flopping so bad like it has the last couple of years where it's like it'll get a cold front. on Say on the weekend, you'll get a nice little cold front. But then midweek, it's in the 60s again in the middle of January. And then yeah. the yeah. honkers will be goofy. Like they'll be eating grass outside the edge of the pond instead of flying to freaking grain. And it's like, uh, you can't not. even goose hunt. Yeah, yeah. That was, well, you know, we did have a pretty good uh, late Canada goose season this year. Uh, I tell you what, uh, as far as migrators, uh, we didn't have them. I mean, well, we were hunting the same geese that, you know, that were around during, during early goose season. A lot. We were hunting locals all year. And uh, what you do is, instead of us and our big pit spreads up like we usually do, or are <clears throat> just camping out a couple spots on the river man we, we were we were hunting them we, were, we had to scout where the sm- where smaller little groups were loafing or feeding uh, uh we were all over the place I, I mean i never hunted one place more than one uh, i never hunted one spot two days in a row oh yeah i mean it was, you had to go find them and yeah, we put on a lot of miles to find them uh, it, it, it's the hardest i've worked for a bunch of geese in a few years <laughs> but, but, And that's that's the worst part about that cold spill is it happened two weeks too late. Man, if we would have got that in January, it would have been game oh, on. My. Oh my, it would have been something to remember. That's for sure. I one day we, our farm is right along the Mississippi River, and they got they got these uh, flood levees, these big built up levees along the Mississippi River, kind of you know keep the water out. Well, anyway, every now and then I, I'll ride up on top and just go check out what the river looked like well when it was real cold I, re- I drove on top just to check it out the mississippi river was froze up and but the one open pocket water on the whole river in that area was right in front of one of our blinds uh, and i've never seen so many canada geese in one little one little small pocket <laughs> ever <laughs> it was um, a bunch of video pictures and stuff it was really cool but man talk about you're just like Two weeks earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's like, uh, I drive up to Jeff City almost every day for work, like four days a week for work. And uh, right when that cold spill hit, I was telling my buddy, I was like, dude, freaking Missouri River is froze up. He's like, I was talking to him, I, he was like, I was talking to my other buddy in Kansas City, and he said it's not froze up. And I sent him a picture. I was like, it is froze. Like, it is. Yeah not even close to being thawed out like it looked like damn icebergs you know just yeah. crashing into each other yeah it was, it was nuts <laughs> i actually in that time during the snow goose season i i got for heartland lodge here here at home and uh i we were we were trying to get as many people rebooked as possible because we had like i was telling you we had the snow geese and uh and when that snow hit, they were gone. There wasn't a snow goose in the state, <laughs> so we got everybody rebooked. And it was it, it was it was a frustrating about ten days. You had every Canada in the world, you couldn't hunt them, and then your snow goose hunting, and, and you can't even you can't <laughs> even find one. <laughs> what day do you guys uh, close uh, honkers in Illinois? Is it February fifteenth? Uh, January thirty first is our last day. Last day of January. Really? Uh, Missouri. 
weekend, I was well. I, I would I would give up the first week of snow deer season if we could do that. Uh, the one thing we do got now, we killed three cannon geese apiece now. For years it was two, and we even had a couple years that it was one. But but uh, um, but yeah, we can kill three three cannons now. I was gonna say that's got to be extremely frustrating living around because you guys are like right across the river from St. Louis. Yeah, that, well, that's what we do a lot because we hunt the Mississippi River a lot, and we'll buy a Missouri license. We can go on, we can go on the Missouri side and shoot three. A week, you know, before we'd always go over there. We had that extra week. We still got that extra week now. But uh, yeah, yeah, if we had more geese on the Missouri side, we'll heck with this too. We'll go over there and shoot three. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's okay, I can tell you another thing that drives me absolutely nuts, man. Is we you obviously probably hunt the early Missouri honker season. You know, the October fifth yeah, uh, through fifteenth or whatever it is. Yeah, a lot of years we do. Yeah, and it's like from the end of October until goose season fires back up until mid-November, and they just started that because it used to be goose season didn't open back up until duck season opened up, like Thanksgiving time frame, and that was the yeah. most annoying. That was when we had f- specs fly through. Every year, yeah, when uh, everything was closed. Yeah, uh, our, uh, yeah, our season packed up going. We got three Canada geese in Illinois first through fifteenth September, and then it's closed till we open up duck season. Well, duck we can hunt Canada like the first duck season. It down for like ten days, then it comes back in, and when it comes back in, it's back in up with it. Can you repeat that last sentence, man? It broke up a little bit. Oh, right. I said, I said, I can't tell you how many during they split on the geese, uh, spat Canada through, I can't even call, you know, shoot. <laughs> yeah. It never, it never fails. They'll come back and they're, they can't nowhere <laughs> well and that you know another weird thing with the early canada goose you guys end your early season in september 15th did i hear that right uh, yep first i don't i don't understand why they close it just run it all the way through it's freaking nuisance goose season i'm not saying like yeah. be like you know i don't know if you paid attention to the regulations on the uh, atlantic coast but in New York, you have your nuisance goose season in New York. You can shoot yeah. 15 geese a day per person in New York. When regular yeah. season kicks in, it goes down to one. Wow. Like, 15 or then down to one. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I know. I know my he always goes up every year in New York early when goose season my goodness, that, 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 they, they got them. I know that. I understand why it's 15 apiece. <laughs> but, but 15 to 1, wow, that's, that's amazing. Well, and, you know, theoretically, the difference is you're hunting residents versus migrators. But you're yeah. sure as shit going to shoot some freaking res Like, I, the way that we have it around here is we're hunting nothing but residents. You know, we're going outside of Springfield. We're finding all the little city geese from all the little surrounding towns around Springfield, and we're yeah. watching the roost, and then we're going and finding food anywhere around there, and then that that's what we're trying to hunt. So we're hunting city yeah. geese all the time. The resident geese are just joining the migrating, like, I'm sorry, the migrating geese are just joining the resident geese during season. Like, if you go through yeah. St. Louis or freaking Kansas City in the middle of January, you know how many geese are inside the city during that month? It's insanity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy. It like uh, I I do Kansas City more than St. Louis just because it's a little bit closer and family that lives around there. But like you go down by the plaza in freaking January, dude. There's probably forty thousand geese sitting on the freaking drainage ditch riverbank that runs right yeah. through the middle of the city. Oh, amazing! We used to go out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do it in January. Usually somewhere around Christmas in high school, we'd go out there and film and shoot them. There wasn't no shortage, that was for sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, are you guys? We're talking, uh, about, we're talking about that New York deal uh, where it drops the early season's 15, and then it drops one on another look on that too, man. Like those outfitters, gosh, they gotta they gotta grind and uh, uh, and try to book as many hunts and stay busy and on bird as possible in that early season. Cause I, I I don't imagine a lot of guys book that regular season just for one. Well, and you know that's another thing. You have, you know, you do some guiding and stuff like that. Like as a guide, I, I remember just from the filming side of things when we were doing the TV show. If you went out and you only shot two or three birds on a trip, you were losing your mind, pulling your hair out because you're trying to film TV. Like I could not imagine trying to be a guide and having to get 150 birds killed in a day. For 10 clients. Yeah. Like, holy... You know, there's one asshole out there that's like, oh, we only killed 120 today. We were short. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine I mean, killing 100 freaking... I mean, I mean like, here, uh, no more geese than we had. 150 birds in a day. Heck. <laughs> Dude, I, I would know. pull my hair out. I'm like, are you serious, asshole? You just shot over 100 birds. If you shot 30 birds, you should be pretty damn happy because that's an epic hunt. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what it, that's, that's, you're that's, doing... That's what that's what no goose anymore, too. Everybody sees the videos and expects that. Videos when you expect it to be like the other day. A lot the, of guys, especially. The ones that freaking hunt. ruin it are the people that have 10 spreads for a guide service. And they pull all their freaking pits and birds all together at the end of the day and say, we shot 250 today, but one pit has 10, one pit has 50, one pit has three. You know, like, it sets up people yeah. for bad expectations. Somebody's going to get What was that? I said, you know, when you do that, it's always going to think an R hold or something. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, you do your uh, snow goose guiding around that area? Yeah, yeah, I do that right there on our, like, for uh, Hartland Lodge. Uh, like I said, we're not chasing there. I mean, the way it works around here, you'd, you'd have, I mean, everybody, you'd have to lease every field in the area and pray some geese got in it. So we run a big spread in the field right along the Mississippi River, and we catch a lot of traffic through there. And, uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, it's comfortable. You got nice, we got nice pits, 10 holes, and, uh, we run about 4,000 decoys, but um, about half full bodies, half stocks, and we're, we're buying more and more every day. So, so yeah, we're uh, it, it's a lot of fun. But like I said, it's not you, you're you're not in that field they're feeding in every day, so you're making them birds believe that's the spot. But we, I'll tell you what, though, over the we've killed a lot of geese like that over the years, and we've had our hundred bird days, and you know, a lot of forties, fifties, sixties. I always tell guys, I'm like fifteen on, we had a good day. Yeah, yeah, people, dude, that was the, the first time I ever went snow goose hunting. I don't know, it was 2013. I, I had yeah. no realistic expectation for what was yeah. going to happen. Because you see, it was around Mound City, and, you know, you you go to the to Squaw, or whatever it's called now, Losis Bluffs, and uh, you see yeah. the three million sitting there, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be insane!" Yeah. And then you watch a million fly overhead all day long, and by the end of the day, you're like, "Well, you know, cool, cool, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah, get that no, one you know, group breakdown, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's uh, you got once that one group pulls out and does it right. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was uh, it was probably my fourth year of going snow goose hunting every year, and uh, we were hunting I don't know a couple miles off of uh, Losses, <coughs> and uh, the first group got up and got off that morning, and uh, they started flying towards our spread. We just happened to be in the right direction that day, and they started slowing and breaking down. I looked over at my buddy and I was like, man, I think this is going to, I think they're going to do it. And uh, all the birds got up off of squaw, not all of them, but, you know, a, a very large number of birds got up off of squaw. And they just started following them. And every couple seconds, you know, he's been freaking snow goose hunting for 20 years, so he's seen all of everything. And I look at him, I'm like, 
dude, you know, I felt so green as a hunter. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is going to get real big here in a minute. And if, yeah. if it didn't form a monster of a freaking tornado, I was like, all right, all the years of doing this, all the miles of driving around, like, this is worth it. Now I get it. This is the biggest freaking tornado I've ever been in in my life. And it yeah. was like, you know, the ground shaking type of thing. And I'm just giggling because it's like oh. a, a little kid. It was like the first time I'd ever hunted again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. I've hunted them a lot of years, but when they start spinning, it's like the first time I get to shaking like every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought up. Uh, when that, go when ahead, buddy. That quit, when that quits, you're over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't get excited about hunting anymore, like either A, it's January and it's been a slow year, or B, you need to just uh, hang it up for a while. Yeah, I notice I would toast these every year. Goodness gracious! That well, you'd be sitting against that tree, both legs fall asleep on you. Uncomfortable. As soon as you see that bird, I mean, everything comes back to life, and you're shaking like a leaf on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, with turkey hunting, man, it when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, yeah, it can hurt anything. It can happen just like that. Oh my god, I have so much ADD that <laughs> it just I can't deer hunt because I have to walk around. I cannot sit there yeah. like the guys that are like, oh, I'm going to pass on this 140. You know, he's not big enough for me. Maybe next year. I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never see that because I can't sit still long enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah. turkey hunting, man, it's the same way. Like, uh, you know, if it's good, it's definitely, you know, a call. See what the hell responds. All right, cool. Let's go set up. Like, I'm definitely a run-and-gun style of a yeah. hunter. Yeah, that's how we are, too. Uh, when we get to chess game, we're always trying to get in front of them. But if they ain't got one, I'm going to walk and call every so often until I find one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like it's bad because I was talking to uh, Domingo Sanchez last year at some point when uh, duck season yeah. was really tough, and he was still just beating the brakes off of birds. And he's like, dude, we're not even seeing birds fly until, like, after 9, 30, 10 o'clock. He's like, that's when we're out there grinding. And I'm like, dude, I'm at Taco Bell eating breakfast by that point. Like, if there's yeah. nothing flying after 8 o'clock, our little group, we're like, oh, you boys about ready? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Got a, a lot of stuff to do. So, you were talking about uh, no calling competitions, you know, in this last year. Are you uh? Yeah. Are you gonna get in on some this year? Yeah, I've I've just been watching Facebook and everywhere see see which ones pop up. I'm not real sure who's all having them. I know I know there's one there at uh, Dive Bomb coming up here pretty quick. They're having their first contest. I'd like to go to that. Um, um, I, uh, I just see uh, my dad. He helps out with that Tim Grounds Memorial contest every year that they started uh, a couple years ago. They couldn't have it last year, but I saw yesterday they posted they're going to have it this year. That's in the end of September, so I'll make sure to get to that. I'm not sure on uh, Rogers and Presley's, and then there's a big one down in Ballard County. I'm not sure on those yet, but if they have them, my schedule is free. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be awesome to get back to it, but yeah, like you were saying... It sucks for the the big companies that are doing it rather than uh, like like Dive Bomb. I can't believe that they're doing it. But uh, kind of like Rogers last year, I can't remember who I was talking to about them. And I'm like, man, Rogers is still having their sales and there's going to be a bunch of people there and they're going to be doing all that stuff, but they can't have the calling competition. I was like, it didn't make any sense yeah. to me. And he's like, well, can you imagine if they had it and somebody caught it and somebody died, like the lawsuits – that would happen off oh, all that yeah. stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah. it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's best fights. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like... It's, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like every gas station around here. There's signs on every door and everything, but you walk in and there ain't a, you ain't going to find a mask nowhere. <laughs> well, yeah, in Missouri, they just uh, they rolled all their stuff back here locally yeah. pretty soon. I don't know about St. Louis. Yeah, going into this year, I think everybody's just kind of getting fed up with it, to be honest with you. <laughs> Bro, I took the kids 
to uh, the St. Louis Zoo for the first time in like two years, like uh, a couple weeks ago. And we had to wear yeah. a mask at the zoo. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. there, were a lot of, there were a lot of people there. There were a lot of people there. And the vast majority of people had their mask tucked under their chin and then as soon as like the law would come around you know the people that work there you pull it up real quick and then take it back yeah. down <laughs> i i had a lady tell me twice to put it back on and i was like okay okay St. Louis, like, we go to a lot of Cardinals games. I've been wanting to look into tickets for that. I've seen they're letting people back in again, but I, I don't know. I'm sure that's about the same way. And I don't know what like, their capacity probably, is. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, probably about, like, a restaurant. You, want, you can put your mask on until you get to your seat, and, and you're cool. Well, yeah, and if you're if you're eating or drinking, then you don't have to wear one. So it's like, hey, I'm going to get me a cold beer, and I'm going to sit there and sip on it all game long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or four or five or whatever it ends up being. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your Cardinals are not too bad, though, man. I'm a, I'm a huge yeah, diehard. I, I, I haven't been up like crazy, but I check. I always check the stats and everything, and see what's on ESPN or whatever. And they're letting like they're doing pretty good so far. Bro, when I saw that you guys got Nolan Ariano and. million from the Rockies. I was like, what? That is like the all-time biggest heist for a trade I've ever seen. They paid them to take the perennial MVP contender. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. That's awesome, though. He's doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, like, growing up here in Missouri, dude, everybody is a Cardinals fan. My dad is a Cardinals fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a Braves fan, and the reason was because when I was a little kid, Turner owned the Braves, and the Braves were on TBS every single night. So yeah. that's what... I, uh, I used to watch a lot of Braves baseball. Uh, my grandpa, he liked to watch uh, Andrew and Chipper Jones. Yes, yeah, sir. And, uh, like you said, the game was always on, so Cardinals are playing. That was on. We watched that. Yeah, and it was like... You know, there was more Braves games on than Cardinals games on in Missouri, and it would drive my dad nuts. And, uh, dude, I don't know if I can do another season of Braves baseball after last year. I, uh, yeah. being a Braves fan is like being a freaking Cowboys fan or something. You're just waiting for them to blow it for no reason. Yeah. And they got yeah. a game from the world. They got a game from the series last year. And I was like, all right, this is it, man. They're up three games to one. Like, in the NLCS, this is over. And then every yep. game, it was like, okay, well, there's tomorrow. There's tomorrow. They're going to they're gonna do it. And then they freaking lose in the NLCS to the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, it was, it was heartbreaking. My girlfriend just looked over at me after the game. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that meant a lot to you. I was like, I'm a grown adult. It's okay. But it brought back, like, the the kid disappointment. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been freaking yeah. terrible this year, dude. They are... <sighs> I, don't, I don't know who's coming out of that trash division. <laughs> so... You uh, you said you you're not sure about Rogers, but you're gonna try to get into uh, dive bomb. Yeah, like I am yeah, gonna try to go to dive bomb. See, see, we just had uh, our uh, duck blind draws for our state area here last weekend, and we got drew out for some pretty good blinds. So, so I, I so with COVID, usually, uh, I'll just give this a rundown real quick. So usually at our duck blind draws, when you get a blind you get it for three years so like every three years they'll have like a big drawing for it so they'll have a spot everybody meets up it's usually a big party but you put your name in a pot they draw names out and as they draw your name you get to pick blind so you know you want to get drawn first got to get the best blind well anyway this year with covid and everything they uh they, they had a live stream of it so you had to go to the dnr office put your name in the pot and then they had a live stream of each area and pulled them out. So what they're doing is we got drawled out, you know, pretty good in a few spots. We actually got drawled out first and won. So I think dive bombs, I'm not 100%. I think their contest is the first weekend of June. 
And if that's the case, I probably won't make it because we have to meet the first weekend of June to go pick what blind you want. So, so, so I'm just kind of waiting on that to see what the dates are on all this. I think Dive Bomb, their competition is the 12th and 13th of June. I think it's the second oh, okay. weekend. I think it's all the right, second well, weekend. Yeah. Let me look real quick. Bro, I did that one time for Truman Lake, you know, because that's like an hour north of us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I went up there with me and like five buddies, you know, just to get us more names, more numbers in the pot. Yeah. To see oh, if- yeah. But everybody does. <laughs> all, all of that I mean, good I stuff. Have 250, people draw for them. <laughs> yes. Dude, there were 215 people there for Truman Lake. It's not a great part. It's not a great duck hunting lake. I mean, there's definitely some good duck hunts you can get in on there. But it's not like, you know, yeah. southeast Missouri or anything like that or Arkansas. And uh, yeah. did that one time. And we waited. We were pick. 114 or something like that was our first draw and i was like dude i'm never doing this crap again this is a nightmare yeah i mean i know guys they'll buy they'll buy ever licenses for the year just to get them the draw for them they'll you know they'll have they will, wherever they're hanging out for the draw when it's normal they'll, they'll catch fish all year to have fish fries buy all the beer do whatever just to get people to draw for them and not to get pulled out at you and all that money. Good gosh. <laughs> well, I've heard. <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I keep saying is, is man, like, I, I know if you got, like, got, got three, four, three or four blinds, man, that's going to, they better hope those blinds are still there and the previous owner is going to let them have them because, because, man, lumber prices are unreal right now. Dude, that is insane. The cost of everything. Uh, I can't. Well, we usually build big, you know, nice Cadillac blinds. Well, We'll probably build the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is like we'll two be, by fours we'll are like. Sure we're comfy, but, but we won't be getting out of hand. <laughs> you do some construction stuff, don't you? Oh, I have in the past. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I don't know what what's like what's a two by four going for right now. Boy, I I haven't been in the lumberyard in a while, but plywood. Oh my gosh, I heard, I heard. Three quarter inch plywood could end up getting up to be like eighty, ninety dollars a sheet. Dude, that is unbelievable. That like I, I don't know what it is now, but I heard that was a possibility. That is that's gonna I mean people are paying like my cousin right now is building out a twenty five hundred square foot house or something like that, you know, like a nice good sized family house and his cost has doubled since he started it just because of the wood prices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy, buddy, I hunt with. He uh, by the time they got there, they they were looking at building the house where they bought. And by the, I mean, it was. I mean, it probably would have been like you know a hundred thousand dollar house by the time they got getting figuring everything out. It was going to cost them almost four hundred grand. Yeah, like it's you're better off not doing anything right now. It, could you imagine building out a house for four hundred five hundred thousand dollars? And then wood prices come back down in two or three years, and now you're stuck with a house that's five times as much as everybody around you? Oh, I know. I mean, I'm house hunting right now, and it is not a fun game to be in right now. No. No, I can imagine. You look at buildings, and it's just even worse. (laughs) Yeah, and you're, I mean, that's screwing you over for the next freaking 15 or 30 years, whatever you do, you know mortgage-wise. Like, oh, interest yeah. rates are crazy low right now, but if you're building a house, woo, buddy. But yeah, yeah, there won't. If it, if they, uh, I, I expect a lot of these a lot of these blind sites, if, if, they're, uh, if they're not a very good, if they're a guard hole, then they're probably not getting filled. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, something I've heard before is, uh, I think it's down on Real Foot, is guys were going out there getting drawn building out a blind and then selling the blind yeah yeah like isn't that illegal yeah. as hell yeah I, I don't know but uh like a lot of guys what they'll do around here say say you had a blind for three years and then the next draw another guy draws it 
Well, before they go tear it down, put it next to the other fast. Hey, let's go look at it. And think for a or things. Yeah, no kidding, dude. It's like, hey, we already spent out all this money building this monster of a blind. Like, uh, let us save you some legwork. You give us some money back. And it's it's not much fun tearing all the brush off and tearing all the down. Well, and you yeah, said that you. you hunt the Mississippi a lot and stuff too. Like, do you have to? Yeah, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so um, oh, I was just gonna. No, like on those or you're cutting out really bad, brother. <laughs> you still there? Yeah, I can. Dang it! It oh. is. It's cutting out like crazy. I get out of the truck. Is that any better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like on the Mississippi, we build a lot of we build a lot of floater blinds. Uh, put barrels under the platform and keep them floating so you ain't got to worry about your blind going through flood. And a lot of times you just build them on the bank. Uh, goodness, the way our, way our river raises and lowers anymore, you might come back next year and there ain't even a post left. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you wait until like midsummer before you even build that sucker out just because it seems like every year in May and June the, the river yeah, comes out? Yeah, it, it's we we try like on the rim we try to build uh we try to build floaters just because it'll it'll raise and lower with the with the water level but but i mean you got to keep an eye on it all year because you'll get you know trash build up you know what i mean by that is a lot of logs and stuff will build up on it and, and so you don't want your line back from your anchor and then there goes your blind down the rim, so. <laughs> <laughs> you get a picture from oh, arkansas <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, man. They're freaking A frames are the way to go. They're so badass. Yeah. We just yeah, we, uh, go ahead. We make way out for years, and uh, I, I still got a bunch of them. But man, you can't even hardly get me to think about hunting out of a layout blind anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. They, they are uh, just toting them around and all that crap. Like you're uncomfortable as all hell. You it never fails. Uh-huh. You get muddy when you step back in the blind, like you're laying in mud by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. We just, uh, our little group, you know, like I said, we hunt with four or five guys pretty routinely. We just did a, picked up a pontoon boat off of uh, another buddy, and next weekend we're doing a big teardown, and we're going to make us a redneck freaking USS shit show. Yeah, I've built them a... uh, on those on those pontoon uh, decks before those uh, pontoon boats. Uh, what what I noticed a lot on them too. Uh, just let you know for future. If it seems like it's rocking or leaning, either way, get you a couple of those uh, square like those deck floats, and you can pop them up between those two pontoons, and it usually sturdies it out quite a bit. No kidding. That's a good idea. Yep. No kidding. I'll freaking keep that in memory, man, because uh, we're I'm sure we're going to be testing it at the end of the summer before everything's ready to roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <for sure>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, buddy, I appreciate you jumping on here, man. I uh, Like I said, yeah. I know you just got yeah, off work, hearing, and man. it's been too long. Yeah, I know it, man. Good, like I said, good hearing from you. <laughs> you too, buddy. And uh, let me know if you get up to Squad Fest. It's my daughter's birthday the day before i did end up looking at it i don't know if i said it um it is the 11th and the 12th so it's the second weekend of june but uh it's my daughter's birthday that weekend but i think she's at her mom's house so i don't know if i'm gonna try to go up there for the day or not but if i do i'll definitely give you a holler bud yeah yeah it's just right across the river from me so i'll I'll be there i'll look you up cool buddy 
Well, I appreciate it, man, and uh, hopefully everything goes good for this summer, and uh, I'll talk to you shortly. Yep. Yep. Sounds good, man. Have a good night. All right, buddy. You too. Take care. Cole Foils, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't know what the heck the audio is going to sound like. It had some cutting in and out, but uh, we tried to get it as best we could. So uh, I'm going to have to listen back as soon as we're done recording it and see (laughs) if it came through at all or not. But uh, if you're still listening, I appreciate you tuning in. If you want to get a paperweight of a duck call, Unstable Calls on Instagram, look it up. Uh, BTBN on Instagram as well if you want to follow along with what's going on um get off here and start working on some calls have a good one